I was thinking I could work, I could wear Google Glass. I could be like, and you'll Hi. see me running towards you with open arms, <laughs> and then sort of turn away at the last second. <laughs> True. You are listening to Podcast Junkies, episode number dose. Okay, Podcast Junkies is back, episode number two. This is fun stuff, a little bit of <laughs> more work than um, I thought getting started, but that's cool. I mean, learning a lot about editing, talking to guests, interviewing, prepping, uh, finding guests for the show, booking them, all that sort of fun stuff. But I like it. I like it a lot. And I'm glad to bring you this episode with Dan Norris and Alex McClafferty of WP Curve. Now, Dan's been uh, blogging for quite a bit. He was with, uh, he's had the website Informally. Uh, he's also got a, a podcast, Startup Chat. And he's had some uh, pretty, pretty nice uh, blog posts um, that have gained uh, some traction. And I'll, I'll put a link to those in the show notes. But in this episode, we talk about WP Curve. We talk about their upcoming book, about uh, the podcast, and uh, some good suggestions and ideas uh, for the startup community related to WordPress. All in all, a, a, a nice conversation. Uh, let me know what you think. I'll talk to you in a bit. So my guests today are Dan Norris and Alec Clafferty. After initially never having met in person, these two seasoned entrepreneurs found a mutual interest in helping business owners solve their most vexing WordPress issues. Their company, WP Curve, has seen an impressive growth over the past seven months with 200 paying customers as of the end of January. They're also the hosts of Startup Chat Podcast, which recently crossed the 60-episode mark. Needless to say, these guys are epic content producers, and we brought them on the show today to get their thoughts on all things podcasting. Dan and Alex, welcome to Podcast Junkies. Thanks. Thanks for having us. <laughs> It's a great intro. Thanks, Harry. Hey, no problem. Man, uh, I really like your story, and uh, I think part of the, the, the thing that um, I'm trying to, to cover on this podcast is just the, the rebirth, if you will, of the medium. It's obviously not uh, something new, but I think there's I've, – I've seen a common thread of um, just more of an interest in podcasts. I myself – I mean, I, I came up with the term because I consider myself a podcast junkie. I listen. I checked one time, and I had about thirty to thirty-five podcasts on my <laughs> on my. That's uh, more of an addict on my phone. Yeah, I guess podcast addict would be good too. That might have been taken already. So um, <laughs> the great thing about it is that um, in a quick period of time, um, uh, Dan, you seem to be all over the place. I'm catching your interviews on a variety of shows, and it's a good opportunity for me to just get the lowdown on your whole history and. And I think when you start to hear enough of these stories, you get uh, a well-rounded picture of um, what you're all about. So uh, I was wondering if you could uh, give us the, uh, the, the, the quick background. I, I know you guys uh, have some interesting stories about how you met, or, or rather didn't meet, before getting started. <laughs> yeah, Alex can probably tell that one. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell the story of how we didn't meet. Um, so I'd, I'd followed Dan online when he was working on Informally. And I think it was the monthly reports that that I was following. And I was watching this guy just like do all sorts of crazy things with the content. 
Um, pretty phenomenal output. If you know Dan, you know that he can uh, pump out a couple of blog posts a day and, you know, that's before breakfast. So I was wondering, like, how can this guy work so hard but um, still sort of struggle to get traction with the app? And to me, like, looking for someone to work on a business with, I wasn't too concerned about, I guess, the traction of the business. I was more interested in the fact that Dan looked like he had an incredible work ethic. So when he came through and said that, um, you know, he was kind of hanging up the hanging up the gloves on informally and looking to do something a little bit different. I'd been kind of emailing him and saying, hey, man, like what's happening? What are you working on? Is there anything coming down the pipeline? And when he said uh, 24-7 WordPress support, my ears perked up because that I think it was that day or the day prior, I'd spent, I'd spent four hours trying to like edit the header of a, a WordPress site. And I'm like definitely the non-technical guy here. But I spent four hours doing this thing, and by the end of the four hours, the website actually looks worse than when I started. Um, and I was thinking, wow, like there's definitely a need for this stuff. And if you want to go out and you know play around on Odesk and Elance, you can probably find a developer. It takes a lot of time. You go to a web agency, it's going to cost you a lot of money, and they probably won't get back to you within the same week. Um, and after I heard that idea, I was like, look, man, I'd love to – Love to team up um, and see how it goes. So we just started working together and got some traction, and here we are on podcast junkies. <laughs> Is, was there an affinity to the fact that he was a fellow Aussie? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's funny. It kind of turns out that Dan worked at the um, the same company that I worked at. We probably lived um, within, I would say, probably a 10-kilometer 10, 10 radius of each other for some period of time, but had never met. Um, but I'd, you know, I'd always seen him as that, the Aussie guy who was actually doing some stuff. So that was kind of cool. How does a, a, a bearded craft beer aficionado and a, a turkey eating power lifter <laughs> find, find some common, find some common ground here to get to decide they want to work together? I don't know. I don't know if we do find common ground. I think we pretty much, I think we pretty much argue about everything, but that actually leads us to a really good outcome because we're very, very different people with very different backgrounds, but I think um, having that friction actually makes our business a little bit better because we're always challenging each other on everything that we have. So, um, well, what do we have in common, Dan? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Um, no, I do. I think we do have some things in common. I mean, we we kind of we try not to take things too seriously, which is useful, um, and. I, th- I think we, we've got generally the same sort of goals and the same kind of ideas, but we just have different ways of approaching things. From what I've heard a, a, on a couple of uh, podcasts, uh, you had not yet met, and I'm wondering as of now if you guys have had a chance to actually meet in person. Not yet, no. So that's actually one of our goals for this this year. Um, we're going to hopefully catch up and um you know, see each other face to face, and that I think that will come towards the end of the year. But that's you know part of the plan. So, I think there's going to be there's got to be at least a, a blog post or a video on uh, just on that meeting. Uh, when I was thinking, I could work, I could wear Google Glass. I could be like, yes, and you'll Hi. see me <laughs> running towards you with open arms, and then sort of turn away the last second. <laughs> True. That would be interesting, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure, uh, Dan, you're, you're you know that there's there's never any shortage of um, content ready material wherever you look. So don't, don't discount that one. Yeah, no, I think that would be good. 
That so, would definitely be good. So you guys uh, are obviously epic content producers, and I'm wondering, do you make a conscious effort to balance out the types of content in terms of breaking it out? Okay, we're going to do this portion of uh, blog posts, email, newsletters, uh, podcasts, um, and, and even that out? Yeah, we're sort of... We're sort of talking about this at the moment, actually. We're um, we need to get a bit more strategic with it, but we sort of we've got a reasonable feel for what works, and and I think we like we kind of recognise that some things work for different outcomes. So like these kind of interviews are good. We do a lot of these kind of interviews because they're very efficient. They don't take a lot of time, and they get get our face and our voice, you know, in front of new people, which is really good for just general trust and authority. Um, which is a totally different outcome than we get from, say, our monthly reports that we write, which are really good for networking with other entrepreneurs um, or specific pieces of content that are designed to drive conversions to build our email list to grow our business. So we try to do a mix of different pieces of content that are designed for different outcomes. We probably should be a bit more strategic about what we do. Like I know there's a lot of things that, I'd like to do more of like I'd like to do more slide share presentations, for example, and specifically link those back to landing pages on the new site and that kind of stuff. So so we've got a, like a list of things we want to do. But then at the same time, we don't have actually any staff that help with our content. So it's just me and Alex. And we we have obviously have a business to run as well. So we're sort of in that stage at the moment where we, we're really just doing what we can in terms of the amount of content and the type of content. But Hopefully, at some stage this year, we'll have staff dedicated to helping with content marketing. At that point, I think we'll get a little bit more strategic about how we do it and how we plan it out. Alex, any thoughts on on, on the distribution of the the content types? Yeah, I think um, what I've found is that I like there's certain subjects that I really love to write about, and then there's other subjects that I don't really love to write about, but would probably be quite valuable to people. So, for example. Oh, I'd love to tell people about, you know, um, ways to get more out of their day, things that are working for me in terms of productivity, some of the soft skills and things that you need to, you know, build relationships and networks. And that stuff is all really fun to write, but it doesn't really talk to, I guess, um, you know, trying to sell our service. Uh, We could probably do a little bit more in the WordPress space and we've got some ideas around how to do that, Um, but I think the content that we produce right now is really about, you know, letting people know who we are and why they should kind of trust us with their website because part of our business is really, you know, uh, being a trustworthy person is quite important to people when they're like, okay, I'm going to give you all of this access to my pride and joy. You better take care of it for me. I took a look at your recent income report. I'm noticing like obviously a a really good uh, trend, which is a positive sign in terms of uh, pickup. Like I mentioned at the top of the show that you guys recently crossed the 200 customer mark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we we're actually making a a few changes in our business at the moment. So we, out of the gates, we kind of had four or five different ideas, and we went hell for leather on all of them. And now, the last couple of days or weeks, we're really starting to scale things back and focus more on WP Curve, which is really the the part of our business that has had immediate traction and consistent traction from day one, and. So I think we like initially we're sort of focused on how many customers we had on a monthly recurring basis, whereas now I think we're thinking a bit more balanced and and focusing on like how can we use our team to 
solve a bunch of different WordPress related problems. And um, so, yeah, I think our, our monthly reports will probably change a little bit. We, we actually haven't, haven't written the last month's one, so we haven't talked about that, but um, I think our monthly reports might change a little bit away from like purely focusing on the number of recurring customers um, and, 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 and focus on other things we're experimenting with and other ideas we're experimenting with for the business because we're still really working out how does this business work now and then how does it work when we've got a thousand customers because it hasn't really been done before there's still a fair bit to iron out in terms of the model and how, how it grows so I think I think our, I think that's what people like about our content is we put all of that stuff on the blog and it's all open and transparent and people can kind of learn as we do and uh, I'm assuming uh, Alex has come to to accept the fact that there are going to be income reports at this point now right <laughs> I had a really really hard time with that which is kind of I guess it's kind of funny because the reason that I knew who Dan was was from reading his income reports and I think I like checked in every couple of months to see how he was going so yeah it's kind of a bit hypocritical for me to you know sledge the income report and uh yeah but like uh, it's, it really keeps us accountable it's kind of scary to put your numbers out there every month and you'll you'll find in the months that we have you know really good months then the income report will be out probably the the day that the month starts <laughs> when we have a, a tougher month you'll notice a bit of a lag because we're trying to you know work on things to to get back up to where we need to be yeah, squeeze yeah. in those last couple of uh, customers to, to right. make the numbers look good. One of the things that 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 uh, stood out for me was uh, your you went into detail about the the downloads you had, specifics about how how many downloads you had in December, and that you see close to two hundred percent growth in terms of the downloads. And uh, and I know you you track uh, the feeds as well. I think you you were using FeedBurner at the time, and then you also listed uh, a couple of the most popular episodes. Do, do you think there's any rhyme or reason as to why those are, are popular and are, are they resonating with folks um, or, or is that based on maybe feedback you've gotten? Yeah, so I'm, I mean in terms of the overall number of downloads, I think like I think our number is still pretty low but at the same time, last month being – the last report was for the January month was the first month where we actually said, okay, we're going to do a podcast every week. So my podcast was about 18 months old but it was just really ad hoc and so – I think just making that commitment to do it every week. I mean, that, I think that's the main reason why the downloads went up so much because it was just people kind of knew to expect a new episode to come out each each week. And a lot of the downloads were for newer episodes. I'm just looking at the stats now, actually. But yeah, so in terms of the popular episodes, I think there is a lot to it. Like, I'm just looking at, so February, this, the popular ones were Sean Ellis and Charlie Hone. And I think they were they're probably still popular in March. Yeah, so so I think I think I think the ones that are popular tend to be they do tend to be the better episodes and, and they also tend to be the people with an active following online. Like we did one yesterday with Noah Kagan and because our podcast is live, often well, twice it's happened where it's got a fair bit of traction as soon as we were doing the show. So on the Sean Ellis one, Alex posted it to growthhackers.com, which is Sean's site. And we had about 30 people in his audience tuning in live to check out the show. And and that doesn't actually count towards the download numbers, but I think it like that show had about 50 tweets compared to a normal show, which might have 10, 10 or 15. So so that ends up getting people back to the listen to it on the you know on iTunes or on the mobile or, or however they're doing it. So I, th- I think that's that's got a bit to do with it. I, in terms of the content, I don't know. I think I think it's a, it's not really like a blog post that kind of goes viral if it's a good episode. It's more like, yeah, it seems to me like the, our top episodes are the ones that we've done with the biggest influences still. 
and their audience tends to be the, the, the people who share it. Yeah, it seems harder because you almost have to listen to the whole episode to get really the nuggets. Um, obviously, some of that can be brought out with some show notes and some timestamps, but I think probably have to listen to majority of the episode to figure out <laughs> if there's going to be some value in there. And I think there's a lot of competition with, with uh, things to listen to nowadays. So it, it seems like you really have to grab them like either early on or, like you said, with a, a name brand uh, guest. Yeah, I, actually, it'll be interesting in our report for February, maybe what we should do is compare the people who watched on YouTube versus the downloads because the download figures really haven't changed too much in that month. But I know we've had a lot more traction on some of the episodes, particularly the Sean Ellis one. Like if I'm, I'm looking at his download numbers for – February and it's still only 560 people, which is not a lot for downloads. But I know that there was, I imagine the actual page has got more visits than that, and that YouTube's got more views than that. So it'll be interesting to see how people are actually watching it. So you're, are you using uh, Libsyn? Is that how you're tracking the download numbers? I just use Blueberry. I just use their med, like their free media stats hosting thing. We host our own files. Okay. But the, I just use this for the stats, so it just redirects to there. So so that's only counting the people who download the audio file or play the audio file on the site. And I, I suspect most people at the moment are watching the video or watching it live. So was there a, what was the, the thought process behind actually doing a live show? Because I imagine there's, a, there's no room for, for, double t- for you know, second takes on that sort of thing. And, and I'm sure there's been a couple of instances where uh, you might wish you, you had a chance for a retake. I don't think so. Has there, Alex? I think it really keeps us on our toes. So if it was, if we had the opportunity to cut later on, I don't think we'd be as well prepared. Because when it's time to podcast or do the live call, like we are, like we are organised as organised as we can be with the time that we're given. So it's kind of for, it's a bit of a forcing function. You're like forced to have your questions ready, have everything done. I think we've been worried a couple of times that people won't show up, um, <laughs> and we've, we've come close, but everyone's shown up, so that's been good. It's a lot of fun too. It's it's a lot more mm. fun to do it live, and yeah. I think I think we're going to hook up live comments on the site so people can like Noah. Yesterday was really keen to chat to people live, but we didn't have the comments going. But I think that'd be cool. Um, and I, it was sort of inspired a bit by the Joe Rogan podcast because I've been listening to that, and I like I like the way he does it. Just the fact that it's informal and he can get people on and talk and look up the internet while he's doing that and research stuff. And it's sort of like a different way of doing a podcast than a really formal structured show. Whether it's the best format for us long term, I don't know, but it's been a good experiment. It certainly increased the visibility, at least for the first month or two. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Joe Rogan's uh, podcast as well, and it's actually one of the things that inspired me to to kind of take a more relaxed approach with some of these interviews because a lot of times, I mean, uh, some some folks decide to take a more structured approach, uh, like a John Lee Dumas, who's you know 400 uh, episodes in and. <laughs> 501 as of today. 501. And, um, you know, you just, you pretty much know what you're going to get when you listen to one of those episodes. So I think um, it works for him. And, you know, with that military background, I'm sure that that's the only way he could probably put something like that out. But I think there's there's something to be said about just trying to uh, let a conversation stay open um, and, and figure out what types of things come up for folks to talk about, for you and your guests to talk about. Um, and sometimes you'll be surprised at some of the things that come up um, as opposed to if it was scripted. 
I guess the thing yeah. that I like, I was just going to say the thing that I like about um, John's approach is that you know what you're going to get. So as someone who's been on that podcast and Dan's done the same thing, he's got a really good system for saying, okay, this is this is how it's going to work. This is what we're going to talk about. You know, you're completely prepared. So he sort of reduces the margin for error. And I think his readers are kind of, um, you know, trained to know what to expect and they can pick and choose the people that they like, which is cool as well. But over to you, Dan. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think it's not so much an either-or thing. It's not like I won't listen to John Dumas because he's too structured or I won't listen to Joe Rogan because he's too unstructured. I think it's like a case of finding out what, what the best thing is for you. And obviously John's found that and Joe's found that. And I think everyone in between is kind of trying to find that as well. And I, I like both formats. Like I think with the John Dumas one, the the good guests kind of take it into their own hands like – like the Ramit Sethi one I was listening to, can't really pronounce his last name, Sethi, Sethi. Um, he, he just kind of took it into his own hands and just gave some proactive advice, which is what I tried to do when I went on there as well, rather than just following the format, actually coming with a set of, a list of things that I'd learnt to try and help people. And so I think even though he's got that structured format, the guests can take matters into their own hands and kind of bring their own value. Um so yeah, it's one of those things. It's it's we're we're trying to find our best way of doing it. Even just yesterday, we changed the way we did it. We'd been open, uh, been asking questions back and forward. And yesterday, with Noah Kagan, Alex asked a bunch of questions. Then I asked a bunch of questions, and I think that worked better. Um, so we're still kind of learning. Yeah, like you said, you have to find out which 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 method works best. And and and, and listening to Joe Rogan's podcast is definitely an investment of time. So. Yeah, some of them are horrible. I mean, some episodes are just crap, and you're listening to it for two hours, and you're, what the hell am I doing? Why am I listening to this dude? Yeah. But then you, the occasional ones that are truly epic, and same with John. I mean, some episodes are, are better than others. Some are like truly amazing, and other, others are just kind of really structured and, and what you'd expect. And that's that's the thing with podcasting. It's like not every episode is going to be an epic episode, and sometimes you don't know which ones are going to be good either, especially with guests. Yeah, sometimes you look at the guests, and I think um, Alex pointed out that you can actually just look at who the guest is going to be for for John, for example, and if it's something that you're interested in, you know that in in 25 minutes you're going to get a, a quick rundown of what that person's up to and what they've got coming up. So it's it's a nice way to pick and choose. It also yeah. helps as the podcaster as well because so we've had a couple of guests on where we've been kind of worried that they're just going to machine gun answers um, and we'll run out of stuff to talk about. So. It works both ways as well, so you kind of need to be on your toes with enough, um, you know, in, insightful questions that people are going to get some value out of it, and not chat for five minutes and then it's like, okay, we're done. Like, see you later. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing worse than the one-word answers, and then oh. you, <laughs> and you find that the podcast is wrapping up in about 15 minutes, and you're like, okay. Yeah, I don't know how Joe Rogan does it. I mean, he can just talk to someone for three hours. Well, I think there's uh, some some substances that help uh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Maybe loosen, that's where we're going wrong. Next time some, we get a really short guest on, we'll have to have some cookies or something. Yeah, <laughs> or at least op- open the bar up, or just agree beforehand that uh, you can have you can have a drink on the show. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that, 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 ideally, time. there you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> just in case, in case yeah. of emergency. Yeah, in case things hmm. uh, get get too stiff, we'll loosen it up there. So you guys are also working on a on a book, as if you didn't have enough on your plate. Um, but it seems like uh, with all the content you're providing. A lot of the book is uh, writing itself or, or or being written in conjunction with some of the other work that you're doing. So how's that progressing? I wish that was true. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It's good. In fact, a lot of the content for the book is is not so much the stuff we put on our blog. So I think everything, well, that's not true, not everything, but I think a good chunk of what's going to be in the book is probably going to be, is, is definitely going to be original. It's not going to be the sort of stuff you'll see in the blog. So the book's called The Seven Day Startup. And um, it's going to talk about the, the benefits of launching quickly. And I guess what I want to do is help, I guess, build the bridge between something like the Lean Startup and all of us kind of bootstrappy entrepreneurs who are, yeah going and building all of these businesses, trying to follow the lean startup, but we're not building huge startups that require us to work for two years before we launch something. Like we're building these little businesses that really we can launch really, really quickly. And WP Curve, I think, is a good example for that because you could have approached this totally different and, and I probably would have if I didn't have a couple of weeks to start it. But the fact that I was under time pressure when I started meant I had to launch this within seven days. And doing that meant that we've just been on this crazy rapid learning curve to the point where we've built a business in seven um, months that's bigger than my last business that I built in seven years. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that's a lot of that is because we just now we move so quickly, we launch it quickly, and we we make decisions based on real data that customers are giving us rather than assumptions. And that's that's really what the book's going to be about. So did you uh, figure that a, a title of the startup is bullshit would, wouldn't fly as a, as a book book cover? Or? <laughs> Maybe that could be one of the chapters. I'd like to see you get some clip art for that. Do you, are you going to make um, a, a conscious effort uh, in terms of marketing the book? Are you going to maybe um, – I know Chris Docker's doing some, some things with his launch of his book and he actually created another mini podcast just on breaking out the chapters – so, you know, you, you've um, – have you thought about that in terms of how you're going to use the podcast to market the book? Yeah, we, I mean, we need to think about it some more. We're, we're sort of in that place now where we really need to focus on WP Curve and the book's sort of like a nice thing to have. So we're chipping away at it. But, I mean, it's not going to be the sort of thing where we go offline for 12 months like like some of the other guys do and kind of do a tour to promote the book. But I think it'll just be a, a book that will be useful for people and hopefully it'll kind of help the people in our crowd and help us build trust a little bit. And I, I don't think we're going to go too crazy on, on marketing. Yeah, because you've also got another podcast, uh, Agency Talk. Yeah, I, I did that one. I did that one as like a limited thing. So I think I did 10 or 15 of them. I ha- and we haven't done any more. I don't think we are going to do any more. We sort of, for a while there, we were targeting agencies. So I thought it made sense to do an agency podcast. And I've actually got a lot of really good feedback on that podcast. So I've left it on the site and... Um, there's a lot of good interviews with people who've either been in an agency and left it and cha- and created something else like a product or they're still in the agency and they've thought of a different way of making that work. Um, and so it's a, it's a really good resource, but I don't think we're going to be following that for like an ongoing weekly podcast. The startup chat one is, is going to be our main focus. At least for yourself, you know, coming back to the, the theme of the podcast, do, do you do you guys use the podcasts – more as entertainment now or or do you use them as as a learning tool as well because just because of the nature of the podcast you can listen to them pretty quickly and they're pretty mobile yeah it's so in our position um we're bootstrap founders we're self-funded um and we haven't you know gone for funding and things like that but one of the benefits of doing a podcast and this is something that i think a lot of people miss is that every week we get to talk to some really really smart guys who've smart guys and girls who've um, you know, done great things with their business. And what that means for us is that we get like an hour of their time to ask you know, some generic questions and then get really specific and targeted with things that are going to help us in our business. So I know that 
dance process once the podcast is over, he'll jump offline, go back and listen to it all over again and transcribe the show notes too. So it's this, it's kind of cool because we can have that, you know, um, reference. And then we've also built a relationship with these guys. So, you know, if they need a favor from us down the track, we're happy to help them out. Um, so it's not only just, you know, that, that kind of content stuff, but you also get a relationship, you get some really good advice, um, and it's a lot of fun. We, have, we, we do have a lot of fun doing this stuff. Dan, your thoughts on that? 100%. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, it's part fun, part networking, part trust building, part authority building, and then part content creation as well. And, and the, the content actually, like I said before, some episodes are better than others, but we've done some that are really, really good, actionable episodes. Like this one we did with Noah Kagan yesterday was insane. Mm. It was like three pages of show notes. And like, I mean, you, you could be in, you could be a content marketer, you could be a entrepreneur, you could be someone with an existing business and you could literally take something actionable away from everything that Noah said. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many benefits to it and definitely the authority, the fun, the networking is, is a huge part of it, but it's also potentially really good actionable content if, if you get the right person on. Yeah. And, 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 Noah, and, and Noah definitely makes uh, an effort to try to make sure that his, his episode for a particular show is going to be one of the most listened to. I remember when uh, I think he was on Pat Flynn's show and he said, what can I do to make this the number one episode <laughs> of yeah. yours of all time? Or something. He did a pretty good job. I think this is like the second or third uh, most downloaded. So it, it, like you said, if you get the right guest to Alex's point, it, it's almost like you're getting some consulting time with them, but under yeah. the guise of an interview, because if you think about it, um, a lot of these folks, if you, if you try to ask them for an hour of their time uh, from a consultant standpoint, uh, that, that'd be a charge for that. Yeah, there are there are avenues to you know try and talk to influencers like things like Clarity FM. Um, but I think the the benefit to the people that we have on our podcast is not only are we you know going to do all the work for them in terms of like producing the the content, but we also spread their message back to our listeners and our readers. So that means that you know they expand their reach a little bit. Um, and the thing that we've found is, you know, everyone is willing to help out. So, you know, from guys like Charlie Hone, Sean Ellis, uh, we'll have Nikhil Aurora coming on next week. Like these guys are all just really, really keen to help out other entrepreneurs, which is kind of the cool thing about being in a startup community. Um, and especially meeting in San Francisco, like I'll go to a meetup and I'll meet like three new entrepreneurs and a couple of those might be, you know, worth, worth jumping on the show. So. So do you find now because of uh, where you're up to in terms of the episodes and, and the, uh, the the length of time that this show has been live, um, is it easier to get guests now? I personally, like if I go to an event, like I went to an event at Parasoma, which is a co-working space in San Francisco, and Nathan Barry was presenting about his experience with um, Authority, the book, and then you know how his sales went and using Gumroad. So it was a Gumroad-sponsored event. And the first thing that I did was like I went up. It was about 6 o'clock. I got there before everyone else, went up to Nathan and said, hey, uh, my name's Alex. I work with Dan Norris. We run a podcast called Startup Chat. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know you guys. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, would you like to come on the show? He's like, yeah, absolutely. So it does kind of expand that reach. Same thing happened with the guy by the name of Billy Murphy. Like I'd been trying to get in contact with him and he actually contacted us and said, hey, we'd love to come on the show. So it does help with that, um, with that reach as well. Yeah, it's a good point about meeting people face-to-face because I think if you think about some of our best guests, like Noah Kagan I've met face-to-face, Chris Ducker I've met face-to-face, Sean Ellis – um, Alex has met face to face. Nathan Barry, like a lot of these guys are, are 
like we're not just randomly emailing him saying, hey, you want to come on my podcast? Because if you did that, I could imagine, especially someone like Sean Ellis, like he's not like doing the podcast circle. He's he's not on every show every week. Um, I think he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, a couple of Aussie dudes I'll, I'll, and, and, and I've seen Alex before or whatever. So I think all of that stuff helps for sure. Do you think there's a, a, a I get the feeling sometimes that there's a, a bit of, get to a point where there's a bit of overkill or, or, or I don't know if I'd call it saturation, but I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of topics that are just like, you know, in that internet marketing space and everyone's finding the same way, <laughs> a different way to say the same thing, like online marketing expertise and supermarketer gurus and I am your, you know, marketing master podcast. And, and they're all kind of like sound pretty similar. And uh, I just wonder, I mean, if, if we're at that point, I'm sure, probably a ways to go. And I think like, uh, like uh, things like John's, uh, John Lee Dumas's podcasters course and all the, and um, Cliff Ravenscraft course is causing a lot of people to jump into the space. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, it's kind of like what blogging was like a few years ago. I mean, there's a whole lot of people blogging about making money online and there's a whole internet marketing crew, but then there's people who kind of distance themselves from that and break out of that and just deliver original new material. And I think, I mean, they're, they're the podcast I'm kind of tuning into now. Like I'm listening to more of the kind of ones that have guests that you don't get elsewhere. Like we mentioned yeah. Joe Rogan or Lewis house gets some awesome guests on his podcast. Um, and even John, because of his his reach now, he gets some guests like that you just don't get on other podcasts. So I think I mean it's just like anything you you can't just go and create something new that's exactly the same as everyone else. Um, and actually on that topic, there's a, a good part of the conversation we had yesterday with Noah was um, how he's talking about doing a podcast and it, it talks about exactly how he approaches it, which is basically look at the top podcasts, look at what episodes are doing really well. He had a bunch of criteria, which you can listen to if you go to our site. Yeah. Um, but, but talked about basically finding what podcasts, like what was lacking and, and what, like where there was a gap rather than just going creating a podcast that's exactly the same as everyone else's. And he did the same thing with his blog with great results and I'm sure he'll do the same thing with the podcast and he does the same thing with his businesses. And we try to do the same thing. I mean, you can't just go and create something that someone else has created and expect it to take off. So I think podcasting is no different. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, uh, I mean, we keep coming back to Joe Rogan, but I mean, it, that it's almost like a domino effect because um, I've heard interviews with some really great folks and uh, I'm a fan of the artist Alex Gray, uh, Graham Hancock was on there. And I think sometimes... I, oh, I, that was good, that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. And um even discovered some other comics like uh, Brian Callen and Duncan Trussell and... Mm. Uh, and, and I think it's just, it's almost like to get me out of the space of everything else that I'm listening to around internet business. Um, and I'm, I'm, I listen to a couple on, on that topic, but then I make it a point uh, to listen to things on fitness, like the Bulletproof Executive. Yeah. Um, and uh, fitness, uh, Ben Greenfield, uh, this guy's got a really good fitness podcast, which I listen to. You try to get out of that, that, that internet space comfort, comfort zone, if you will, and, and, and just something to more relax your ears as opposed to actually trying to learn something yeah definitely i was just gonna look at my phone and look at my podcast in here but i think yeah i've got all i've got a lot of those ones the james altucher one is you know i mean most of these guys are just kind of crazy dudes that you just like listening to like joe rogan james altucher bulletproof dave asprey all of those yeah. kind of guys I've, I've got a couple in here that are like sports ones yeah no dickheads policies an australian one i like <laughs> this is about sport it's kind of like a comedy comedy thing so yeah, yeah. no I, I think it's definitely rather than just listening to the same thing 
there's so much on there, you know. Yeah, it's funny because um, yeah, we've actually chatted on a um, a forum we're both part of with uh, James Sharamko, and he's actually starting his third podcast, and that one is more comedy based. He's I think his, his partner's a comedian, so I think even he's <laughs> realizing that uh, it, it, he wants to do something a little bit differently than just keep talking about uh, internet business. Hey, on that Noah Kagan question, we probably should ask that. What 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 can we do in this podcast to make it more valuable to your audience? <laughs> like, like, what are they looking to get out of this? Um, I I think really just to kind of learn something that they haven't learned about you from listening to your other shows. Like, uh, you know, what is it that makes you tick? Like, when you wake up in the morning, um, uh, you know, I'm sure there's there's things that like the first thing that pops into your mind, or business challenges that you have, um, you know. What are the things that keep you up at night and, and, and what are you thinking about in terms of how your, your, your business is going to grow and, and maybe something, talk about something that, that you haven't talked about on, other, on some of the other shows? So, so who are the people that listen to your show? Are they people who want to start podcasts or people that are, are business owners, content marketing? Or? Yeah, no, I, I think more of the audience is people who um, are interested in the, the medium of podcasting itself. I mean, I know it's a, a little meta and and the example I give is like uh, the Bean John Malkovich movie where <laughs> it's like a podcast <laughs> about podcasting, talking about podcasters. Yeah. But uh, I'm just fascinated by the space. And I think um, I, I, I want to bring personalities on that um, have, some, have some thoughts that are, that are doing some good work and obviously that have been podcasting for a while or, or just have some um, interest about where this might go. I mean, a lot of talk has been made about the fact that it's going to be through Stitcher and car radios. So uh, it seems like this au- the audience that we're going to have um, in, ter- in terms of people listening to podcasts is just going to grow. So um, I-, I think we just, it's almost like the onus is on us is to make our content more interesting um, so, so, we can, so we can grab those, those, um, those people listening in the cars who have, probably don't even have an idea what a podcast is. Yeah. Well, I don't, well, maybe we can talk about ways to do that. I don't know, like talk about the different formats for doing that. That's probably something we – so I guess what we're doing to, to try and make ours more interesting is having the live aspect to it, which is something a little bit different to what other people are doing. And we're going to set up our site to have the live comments, which I think is cool. So we're sort of combining like a webinar and a podcast. Um, the, uh, having guests is definitely the, the easiest way to make a podcast interesting because I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts where people talk by themselves and i've done a few myself as well yeah and and they're not good um so <laughs> that's more yeah. yeah i imagine that's more of a challenge um a- alex do you, do you think i mean were you doing a lot of podcasts before hooking up with dan or no not at all i didn't i didn't even listen to them and as of today i don't really listen to them either so if i if i <laughs> See a podcast that looks like it's going to be interesting. I'll look for a transcript, and if there's no transcripts, I won't. Um, I won't read it. It's just how I learn. Like I, I really struggle to listen or pay attention for long periods of time. So I can get through the transcript, like a 25 page transcript of an hour podcast, in maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Um, but it's different mediums for different folks, right? So, yeah. um, I guess it just depends on what like what works with your audience. Um, but yeah, the thing that keeps me up at night, it's to answer your original question, was uh, I guess like lots of people worry about downsides. So they worry about the things that are going to go wrong in their business. But the things that keep me up at night are just thinking about all of the opportunities that we've got and whether we're, you know, um, making the highest and best use of our time. So that's, it's kind of like you kind of turn it on its head a little bit. But um, that's something that I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs really talk about. But 
Like when you're doing this kind of stuff, there's a ton. There's a ton of opportunity. Yeah, sometimes you have to laser focus on on um, what you can get done within the next, you know, three months, six month targets. Do you guys do a lot of work on goals or where where you're looking to be, or are you just trying to get through the next couple of weeks? Yeah, we've got specific goals for um, this year. So one of our goals was to generate $20,000 in monthly recurring revenue. Um, I think we're going to be on target to hit that. We also had a goal of creating 365 pieces of content. We've done about 60-odd so far this year, but um, I think what we're going to do now is focus down a little bit and go a little bit more of a a little bit closer to quality over quantity. Um, I think we can do some more specific stuff that's you know going to really resonate with that audience a lot better and that's just part of learning right that's just part of um putting content out there getting the feedback and seeing what drives traffic yeah it's interesting because uh, when you think about the fact that um you took one of the most popular content management platforms out there it's it's almost funny that they're um had you seen a lot of um businesses in this space before because it's almost like a no-brainer like uh build something around wordpress um, and it, you would have think it, it, it would have launched or yeah, you know, um, had that quick easy, sooner. Yeah, there are. There's like, look, there's a ton of competitors and there's a ton of different ways to get your WordPress site fixed. But the thing that we try and stand out on is just really like caring about our customers. So really doing the right thing by them. We try and get things done really quickly, be really responsive, do really good quality work. Um, and you don't really get that personal touch when you work with, you know, a web design agency who might, you know, put your, put your task back a week or two, or if you jump on Elance or Odesk and it sort of goes out to the, the lowest, um, bidder or something like that. Like if you want a, a partner with WordPress, then we're kind of the guys that, um, you can, you can talk to and we'll look after you. If you want a one-off task done, then we've got some recommendations for, um, different services that you can use as well. So, um, if we can't help people, we always try and point them in the right direction. Have you given any thoughts to structuring or, or creating some some of the upcoming podcasts around that topic specifically, or are you still gonna are you gonna stay focused on the the startup aspect? Um, uh, so one of one of the guys that we want to talk to is uh, Chris Lima, and he's got a great following in the WordPress community, and I think he'll be a good guy to talk to, but. Like the stuff that we love to talk about is startups and building a business. So I think we'll continue to probably focus on that a lot more. Um, and it's what our readers enjoy and they can take action from the content that we produce, which is quite important. Yeah, that's one of the things about content marketing that I think is a bit misunderstood, which is like you don't have to create content that is specifically about what you do. Like all you really have to do is create content that's interesting to people who can use what you do. And the people who can use what we do we know they use WordPress. Most of them create a lot of content. Most of them have a business. So that means they're interested in content marketing. They're interested in growing their business. Um, so any content we do around content marketing or growing growing businesses or startups, like that, that kind of stuff is relevant because the people who like that also use WordPress. So for us, it's lucky. Um, but it, it doesn't mean we need to like create podcasts about how to do certain things in WordPress because that would be very boring. And so what we try to do is... is make things actionable and useful for people. Um, even if they don't necessarily relate to WordPress, they'll, they'll still be interesting to people who use WordPress. What's interesting now is what's happening now with podcasting. And just thinking out loud, I'm wondering if there's what, what, what WP curve is to WordPress blogs. If what's going to be the product for podcasts that, that, that fits that same niche. Like if anything you need fixed or, or taken care of with, when it comes to podcasting, I'm, I'm sure that's going to 
come be coming more and more to the to the front as as so many people try to get on board with this. Yeah, there's a lot of good businesses um, around podcasting. I think I think the issue with with it is is you need to find people who have real businesses if they're going to pay a recurring fee for something. And a lot of a lot of the as you said before, like the internet marketing stuff or the bloggers that are doing podcasting, it's kind of hard to work out who's actually doing this with a real business and who's just doing it to kind of kick things off, which is what I did to start with. Um, so I think that's the challenge is like you need someone who's prepared to pay for a pretty labor-intensive task, you know, like if you're editing a podcast each month or something. Um, so I think it's just about finding the right people for that. But, yeah, I mean, definitely there's heaps of good businesses to do with podcasting. I mean, look at look what John Dumas has done with his audience, even just teaching people how to podcast. Like, it's 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 kind of crazy. It's insane how much revenue he's generating from that kind of podcasting niche. Yeah, and there was um, – I, I posted something earlier today about uh, the growth in um, podcasting that's on the rise. I think they said the weekly audio, weekly audio consumption – Grew twenty five percent year over year, so um, I think it was twelve percent in two thousand thirteen, and now it's up to fifteen percent. So um, it seems like there's more people consuming um, information. And I think when you look at what the available audience is in terms of who can listen, as opposed to is who is listening, I think there's a, a lot of room for growth in the field. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think that's just kind of the things I wanted to talk about with you guys today. I, I think you guys are, are doing a fantastic job, and you've had a lot of ups and downs, and it's been well documented in, in a lot of the podcasts that I listened to, Dan, that you've been a part of. Um, and, and you definitely haven't been shy about telling your story and, and the fits and starts that you've had uh, to get you to where you are today. It's definitely by no means would anyone say that it's an overnight success. So. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of the fun. But yeah, I mean, f- for the people listening, I guess if you if you haven't started a podcast, then then definitely do that, and and you'll probably find that it's a lot more rewarding than other forms of content because you get to talk to people like you, and you 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 know you get to network, and you also get to produce content, um, and get on a bunch more channels. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this has helped pe- encourage people to do that. Yeah, I think it will, especially when, when um, they realize that there's not going to be, uh, you know, the first thing that they put out there, is, that's probably something that I took away from a lot of the, the, the interviews that I heard you on, is like the first thing that you launch is not necessarily going to be um, the, the thing that you're most successful with. And even the thing you, th- you think you're going to be successful with is, is usually m- may not be the case. So Yeah, which is really the message behind everything we do, and especially with the book, it's... Um, you just don't really know what's going to gain traction. And people spend way too much time making assumptions before the fact about what's going to gain traction. And again, even Noah talked about this yesterday, is like, look at what is actually working. If, you, if you're doing some content, you're doing podcasts, and you're doing infographics, doing YouTube videos, look at where the traction is and look at, is there something that's working particularly well? Like, is your podcast getting way more downloads or is it getting featured you know, on iTunes, or is it getting zero traction? And are your infographics much more well received? And um, I think that's a good way to think about it is is just start and kind of work out the rest as you go. And we're still working it out. But I think like our episodes now are definitely a lot better than my I mean, my first ones were just horrifying. <laughs> you listen to them. Um, yeah. But each week our, our episodes are getting, a, you know, so much better. The, the one yesterday with Noah was amazing. The recent one with Sean Ellis was amazing. And um, so much better than what it would be if you know if I was to go back fifty episodes. Yeah, and so does that mean that Alex is at the point where you were uh, ten, ten uh, no, around he's episode a natural, ten? <laughs> but, but he's also got the benefit of 
um, my learnings as well because yeah. we, uh, you know, because I've, I've sort of learnt what works and we're more organised now because we've got the, you know, got the Word document and we've got the questions worked out and we've got a little bit of a structure. We've got all the technology sorted. So he's come in and he's very good at talking to people. So kind of just slotted right in. Yeah, I guess you laid the groundwork for that. Plus he's, plus he's good at it. And I mean, some people, you know, are, are good at some things and, and not good at others. So it definitely helps. Although you can improve, um, I think it just definitely does help if you're just naturally good at talking to people. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, everything for a reason. You guys are in different uh, time zones as well. So you can take advantage of uh, just, I'm sure, a wide variety of uh, potential customers. And uh, I'm sure you're leveraging that to, to the best effect possible. Yeah, and the different skills are important too. Maybe that's something actionable for people in this is like, don't think about a podcast as something that's solely online. And, you know, what Alex has been doing, going to events and just, you know, hitting people up and saying, you know, you should come on our podcast. (laughs) That's actually a really effective way to get guests. And these people are way more likely to come on if they've met Alex or me in person. So that's maybe something actionable people can take away. Yeah. Like you said, sometimes it's definitely uh, easier if it's in person. Um, There's more of a connection there. Yeah. So uh, for more information, best best place is WP Curve for you guys? Yeah, so so our podcast is wpcurve.com forward slash startup chat. And the rest of our content is just wpcurve forward slash blog. And there's, I think there's now 170 articles on that site. Um, we've put all of our stuff in the one place. So there's, there's all sorts of stuff on there related to content marketing and podcasting and business growth and lots of great interviews with entrepreneurs. So I'm sure people will get a lot out of that. Yeah, and I think the folks out there, I, I definitely highly recommend that not only do you listen to the podcast, but uh, understanding the importance of uh, reviews and ratings, uh, definitely take the time. If you're getting value out of the podcast, go in there and uh, give these guys a, a five-star rating that, that's, that's well-deserved, because um, I know uh, Apple tends to look highly on, on that sort of stuff, and I, and I think it's, uh, you guys can't get enough of that, because you guys are putting out some pretty epic content. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that helps a lot. And it's it's sort of hard to get people giving you reviews too. Um, so definitely, if you're listening, then then leave a review for this podcast. And if you feel like listening to ours, then please do the same thing. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. No worries. Thanks for the chat. All right. That was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Dan and Alex are... Really smart guys. I'm glad they teamed up together. It seems like they've got a hit on their hands with WP Curve. Um, in case you hadn't noticed, Alex is uh, more outspoken, I think, than Dan. And um, Dan's a, a bit more reserved. And I think that combination works pretty well. Um, and, and I think uh, they've got good things ahead of them. And I definitely wish them the best. Check out WP Curve. For more info, um, I actually use them myself on the podcastjunkies.com site. So, highly recommended. Um, all the show notes are going to be available at podcastjunkies.com slash two. And uh, I'll put the video there that um, uh, Alex is in. Alex was on Fox Tech, Fox Tech News. He's being interviewed, and I thought that was pretty cool. He's um, in the internet marketing support space and um, being interviewed on old media, if you will, which I thought was pretty interesting and uh, good for them because that gives them great publicity. Publicity, that word is not easy. And um, you should check them out. 
So uh, the song that I got coming up is something George picked out, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm a fan of old school hip hop, so these beats resonated right away. Uh, the song is called Sanye Laza, and the group is uh, Farik El Atrash, and props to Cedar and Soil for uh, pulling this gem out. And let me know what you think. Let us know what you think. Uh, again, music at podcastjunkies.com, and uh, feedback overall, feedback at podcastjunkies.com. If you're liking the show, a five-star review on iTunes would be awesome. Just head over, head on over to uh, podcastjunkies.com slash review. Take care, guys. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah. لكيكم الصراحة ما بدي فشخ أحدا ما جاي زبط البلد أصلا كيف بدك زبط شي محاب بتزبط لو الحدية شي مرة نزلت من السماء بشرت احترم بعضنا نرجع على الله فورا مين عم جاسد الوطن مين فكر حاله كبطل هنا ويتمثل هالشخص اللي انت المخرج والانت عم تتابع الفيلم ما عم تعرف كيف تقلب المحطة ستحطط الحطة ولا ستتخم فسبحني بالاسم أنا بالشارع لما بضوع الشعب انت بالشارع لن شغلك زفت إذا انت underground فليك روح نقبر ولا تيزي قدب بحبوك عفيسبوك وتويتر انت عم تغني بس لعيط ولك اسمك لبتعترف كنت احترمت ما يكلك فكر بس عم تدور على سبب بدل ما سبب يلاقيك وقل الشرف لك انك مغرور بشكل مش معقول ما عم بفهم عشو عم يتفخ النفوخ فعم حس كتير مهوسة حد يحبك فروي عم يهدل النفور لما بزعل فبتسل اذا بيعرف كونفو ولا ننشا بمصر بيقول الواد شينو كدع لانو وحش لانو كدع من وقت ما كن ولد وهيدي من السات زي المدرسة مركز من صبح هل المسألة إني ما يصير الأوركسترا ثانية لحظة فاصل شحطة خود نفس عميق فضل برا ثانية لحظة فاصل شحطة خود نفس عميق فضل برا ثانية لحظة فاصل شحطة خود نفس عميق فضل برا ثانية لحظة فاصل شحطة خود نفس عميق ثانية لحظة مش تفضل استريح اليوم حابب احكي لك قصة عن شخص قريب صوب القلب بيحط وبتسلمه ونفتيح حد الساحل بينصفوا فيه طفولة جميلة معارف كتار نصهم ضلني انسى اسمهم بتلاقيني مع اشخاص اسمهم بتفادى اسكت بس اصحاب هلال مش الكل عندي بيدخل كوني ما بوصق بحدا فالكل نظري بيخرج بذكر كانت اخر سنة مدرسة انا والنعماني قاعدين عم نكتب قوافع عم نربط توابل عم نخلط قواعد عم نكسر هموم الحياة معنا بعد ما كان عم تفرق من بيروت لصورة عم نسجل عم دابتي ضغطين البيت مقاطع نكبكب وقتك من بعدي بالساحة عم بستكشف يا ترى مين من هب هب مثلنا عم بفكر فالتقيت بالشخص مورا شخص بالكون قدامه البعض بين شرفه من البالكون من النوع المرازي من أشعة وخرج انتركوا بأرضهم تين هرسوا من شي كاميون يا ما بيعوني حكي بسعر سرمية رغم هيك أمل مفقد كونه بس سرمية ففتنا بمشروع مع الشخص وقتها كان الراب أنجأ مسموع كان من بوصلة تحت الأرض بظرف سنة خلصنا شريط طبال عالميكس بعد لليوم في عالم ما بتعرف انه كان يعمل بيتس انا كنت عالمايك غير هيك ما عمل شي فلتون شفت هون بالأدفونز عاملين بليز مع مجيء افزيج معنا فريق اكتر من شهر قاعدين تفكير معرفين نسمين فعيشنا فريق الأطرش اللي كان بتقاعد شكر لجان نصر جمعنا تحت سقف واحد ثانية لحظة فاصل شحطة خود نفس عميق فضل برا ثانية لحظة فاصل شحطة خود نفس عميق فضل برا ثانية لحظة فاصل شحطة خود نفس عميق فضل برا 
ثاني لحظة فاصل الشحطة خد نفس عميل يا عمي خد نفس نفس وروق بقى مفكر ان الكل ضدك انا بقول هقا لا منيب مش شايف حالك بس بشوف نفسك ومأكد خيالك عم تهرب لانه لازم تلوم نفسك ما عندك ثقة بالنفس وما بتسأل بالشخص بتضلك عم تشك احسن لك روح خطص لانك سطحي فليك فينا تكون سقف رفقاتك حسوا احسن بلاك شافوك خارة ما حدا لاحظ صاحب كذاب زتوك برا مثل حسني مبارك وهلا عم تعاشر ناس بدون شرف اللي من بتصاحب وبعرف مين بتكون فعلا قبل ما تسأل شبنا شوف نفسك مرتاح بين الجبنا لانه خول اصلك كنا ندعمك كل مرة بس كل مرة بتحلب نصافي فكيف بدك يعني نقوم معك ولكني بعدني قاعد ما بحس انه ندمت لانه ليك ننضفت امتى الوسخ حوالي لقي حد غيري بالصراحة لانه عمل عملك خود فيري لقيم كل شي زنخ مبين الفشل فيك مرتاح ببالي بدي حقق ميت انجاز دعانا فكر فيك لاني حاطط براسي اهداف مهمة كاني زين الدين زدان